Hello, dear ones. I'm Barbara Hemphill, entrepreneur, author, speaker, and vision accelerator. Welcome to Christine's Radiant Joy video podcast. If you're not where you'd hoped to be spiritually right now, this series will encourage you to be who God made you to be. Chances are you're a well-meaning believer with a lot on your plate. So thank you for tuning in as you seek Holy Spirit inspiration to move into life to the full with purpose, fruitfulness, healing, freedom, and radiant joy. Hi, everybody. The book that I'm in the process of completing is especially intended to help older women who read or listen to the Bible. I want to help them to embrace the second half of life and live it closer to the Lord than they could when they were busy with child rearing, careers, or taking care of everyone else. I'm Christine, and my guest today came to a spiritual and creative turning point when she gave herself a special 60th birthday present. So I would like to welcome Margaret Hart. Hi, Margaret. Hi, Christine. I'm happy to be here with you. I'm excited that you could join us. So let's just start with a little bit about your background. You used a phrase in an email that I loved. You said, we have a long simmering friendship. Uh, it started sometime before 2007. We were in a charismatic prayer group together. I remember you always had nuggets of wisdom. And uh, one day during that meeting, the leader asked us to each turn to the person next to us and pray together and share whatever came to us from the Holy Spirit. And you had a vision and you shared this prophetic vision with me. And it was of a fountain of living water. You 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 say you, you had kind of forgotten about it, but when I mentioned it to you, you could actually remember seeing that, right? Yes, yes. I had totally forgotten about it. <laughs> anyway, it, it really meant a lot to me. Um, course because of the living water and the Holy Spirit but also I just I have an image of a fountain I used to take my kids to and it would splash a lot of water it was like something that could represent being washed clean it was a place of joy it was a feeling of freedom and I've been so grateful for it that I have used it as my mission statement ever since then so thank you Margaret and uh Let's get it over to you now to describe what you were like before you were 60 um, as a child and in your younger adulthood. Well, I grew up uh, in Louisiana and uh, always enjoyed being outdoors. And just nature was a part of my life all that time. I had a fantastic Sunday school teacher when I was 16. I didn't want to go to Sunday school, but I did. And he was the biology professor at the university. And that just really just thrilled my heart and my soul. I went on to teach biology education and uh, just enjoy nature increasingly as I've aged. I have two children, two daughters and a husband. And now I live in California. And some grandchildren, I believe. Four grandchildren, four grandsons. Great, great. Mm -hmm. So what happened when you turned 60? Well, I wanted to give a 
gift to myself and to the world. And uh, for the world, I wanted to share the wonder of nature. And for myself, I wanted to improve my drawing skills. And just about that time, I fell in with this wonderful crowd of nature journalers and this man, John Muir Laws, and his teachings and his challenge were just so fantastic. So the challenge to draw every chance I got, and I would be surprised at the end of the year at my progress. And I was, I took the challenge. Yeah, did he have a certain goal that he said that was the purpose of the art? Well, he did, and it has served me well all these years. Uh, he said, art is a tool for learning. Observation is the goal. So that took pressure off making a pretty picture that was going to hang on the wall. My, my picture, my drawing was so I could learn or someone else could learn from it. And he said, it doesn't have to be a pretty picture. You know, I've he noticed um, during our prayer meetings, now that we've gone, well, you know, I, I left... I left the area where we were in person in 2013. And so I didn't see you for a number of years, but in 2020, we reconnected when due to the pandemic, the prayer meeting went uh, virtual and it's on Zoom. So I, but I noticed that um, you're sketching a lot during the prayer meetings and you've shared some of what you've drawn at those. Um, so I, I, I noticed that this thing about observing nature is really a part of you because you'll be looking sometimes out your window. I know you said, think about nature as a great resource, just being out your door uh, and sometimes making special trips too, to go to a certain place to draw. Uh, tell us about that. Yes. Well, you know, just look out the window or even on my lamp side, uh, lamp table, what I've brought in from a, my path, a cone or a, a flower or whatever, you know, or even step out your doorway. And there's just plenty abundance of nature to see, uh, no matter what your geography is. Mm -hmm. And uh, it just inspires me. Well, it's beautiful. Let's start with one of your drawings. We're going to have a chance today to see quite a few of them. Let's start off with one that is called Raptor in the Redwoods. Um, it was drawn in October and 2020, October of 2021. So would you like to tell us about this one? Yes. Uh, as you can tell, there's drawing on the paper. There's note taking. Um, some numbers that is nature journaling just pure nature journaling and questioning i have question marks there but i saw uh, actually two raptors one i know is a white-tailed kite with that white face the other one is the uh, i believe a red-shouldered hawk but i was impressed just with patterns with the feather patterns uh just i wrote down what i had noticed and the more you look, the more you see, the more you write about it. Next time, you're even more ready to understand what you're seeing. That's great. Mm -hmm. I understand one of the things that you do is you carry something called an art toolkit with you yeah. no matter where you go. 
Yes. Uh, I should have it right here with me so I can show you. I could just hold it in my hand, my journal and a little palette and a water brush and a pen. And that's all I need. And I can tuck it in a pocket or a purse. And if I've got all that with me, then I can draw anytime, anywhere. And it's so handy. Less is better. <laughs> Less is better. And, uh, and I think in, from that source, you also shared something about um, sustained attention. Yes, this, this man, this, you know, there's, this is not a religious group. This is just a group of like-minded people who love nature and want to observe and learn. And uh, he wanted to develop his definition of love. And he said, love is sustained, compassionate attention. And, you know, we can look at, the, at nature that way our earth we can look at each other that way at god it's just such a beautiful definition of love mm -hmm. thank you so who who with whom have you shared your nature journaling and how do you present it or have have you taught it you talk about god in the process tell us a little bit about your sharing of it well, uh, once I fell in with that group of nature journalers, uh, then I learned how I could go into classrooms. I, I have worked at an elementary school for many years as a, a part-time employee and as a volunteer. Uh, but my teacher friends enjoyed me coming into the classroom and using that nature journaling with the children. And uh, with my grandsons, even my little, uh, when my oldest grandson was two and a half years old, I taught him how to nature journal. And, you know, it, it's wonderful. And my friends, you know, I have one friend who's really picked it up and just become passionate about it like I am. And my family, my my. My daughters, both daughters, uh, the one daughter, she's sustained that nature journaling with her, her children, all, all four of them now, even the little one-year-old, she asked me to get him a journal. <laughs> oh. It's a cute, it's, that's another story. Uh, and my older daughter uh, loves, she's an artist as well. And I share many times, just, just the pictures, not so much. There are many people that I can share my journals with, with the picture only. And it's just really, even that is powerful without the words and my meditation that I've done with them. That's great. Let's go to uh, the one, the next drawing, the slip away marina. Yes. Okay. I, I love how this one includes a conversation with uh, your grandson. That's Harrison. I Take it as your grandson. Right? Yes, yes, it is. Yes, uh, he's 14. and Well, he's 15 now, but uh, we were sitting on the porch of a uh, a and b looking out over the lake and um, just enjoying being together. And I said, Harrison, what can I write about sitting out here on the porch together? And he said, it's nice cozying up. Nice weather, just enjoyable, calming. And that's just such a good description of, of him and of our relationship and just that beautiful place that we were in. 
I love how it says on it too, wave after wave of cormorants flow, wings whispering. So I spend a lot of time at the ocean and we we see a cormorants and I, I, so that touched me. Yeah, good. I also called that name that wrong. That wasn't the one that was Slip Away Marina. It is the one I wanted you to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yes. That one says, works of art, unspeakable joy. Okay, yes. Oh, yeah. So the works of art, my, the two of the grandsons, the two oldest, plus the acorn that came floating on the water. That's the nature of this particular kind of oak. They live really low watery areas, swampy areas, and their acorns float on the water. And then I believe a horse chestnut and that beam of sunshine. And, you know, it doesn't look like the photograph, but it surely looks like the way I felt and just that magnificence of the, the colors and the light shining on them. Just such a good experience, unspeakable joy. Yes, very nice. So the other one, the I'm going to show the picture too. Oh, okay. Slip Away Marina, which I, I kind of got the two of these confused a little bit. Okay. But um, yeah, that's the one where he talks about cozying up. Yes. You have that beautiful great blue heron. Yeah. Uh, and the the lightning of birds. Yes. Uh they just uh flew out from the trees across the lake. And just, you know, many of those birds, I, I don't know, maybe the cormorants, I'm not sure what they were, but it was just awesome. And he called it, Harrison called it a lightning of birds. Yeah, that's great. So lest anybody think that we're only talking about flora and fauna and beauty, how do you feel about the great creator and the natural world he created? Do you have any favorite verses about that? Oh, I, I do. Uh, two of them, well, I don't know if I can single out two, but uh, in James, he says, draw near to God and draw, God will draw near to you. Many versions say, uh, come close to God or be near or whatever, but I really take a, probably a King James draw near and he will draw near to you. So that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, I take the drawing literally. And then also um, the heavens declare the glory of God. That's from Psalms. And, um, you know, um, the, he talks about the heavens and the sun and, uh, day to night and they just they tell about God without a word so I love those and you know when you uh, together today oh magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together that's what we're doing right now just yeah. talking about his wonderful creation yeah. and the gifts that he gives yeah and Psalm 104 too praise for all creation Yes. Oh, that whole psalm. Read it. I mean, it is just about every facet of creation. It's marvelous. It's a little long, but oh, it just, you know, he's enumerating creation. Yeah. So um, we're going to make the switch now from your nature journaling, which I guess looks like you did for about four years before you uh, took James 4, 8 to heart. 
about yeah. drawing near to God and he will draw near you, to you. And uh, by the way, I'd like to share with people that you sign your emails with heart. So your last name is heart, H-A-R-T, but you sign your emails with heart, H-E-A-R-T. And I think that's so fitting for you because you're just a person who exudes love. And I think as people will see, uh, as we look at the particular pages of your journals that you shared with me, um, I'm interested in how you selected them. And there were more than what we're showing today, but um, of the ones that, of all the ones you shared with me, I was amazed how many of them include hearts. <laughs> yes. And also, I wondered, I've heard you use the term nuggets of wisdom. So how, how did you select the ones you did? Uh, well, I just picked up a book, one of my journals. I have many journals, but I, I picked one of them up and it had several that showed uh, using the art as a response to a verse from the Bible and what it speaks to me, not what I should be saying about it, but what about my life, my path that I have walked on, maybe the literal path or my surroundings or the, the, uh, the events of the day, you know, how, how is he teaching me through my life? And uh, so they just tap, many of them happen to be in 2020. Yeah. And uh, of course, that's the year I turned 70. So the continuing gift was improving my skills, my drawing skills, and then sharing the wonder of nature and the pandemic. You know, so it was just a, it was actually a beautiful time. We're going to uh, start with the one, Good to Me, God. And it's, uh, I would love to hear you also talk about um, where you get, which verse you're going to meditate and draw with each day. Okay. Uh, well, I follow Sarah Haggerty's adoration. Uh, practice and she just publishes a verse a day and with a theme and it has just been such an, a doable technique for me to have God give me his word and for me to meditate and respond to it so um, and then I, I always write down the verse and I, I'll go through some translations to find the best one mm -hmm. that touches my heart and then I'll respond to it. So, uh, yes, there's a heart. And so on this one, um, yeah, tell us tell us the story here. This looks like it was a very uh, touching meditation and yes. what had been going on in your family. Yes. Um, well, God showed me, uh, well, the verse, uh, relax and rest, be confident and serene for the Lord rewards fully those who simply trust in him. And he showed me himself holding that boat with people in it. And Henry had just been born that year. We were all especially thankful for him in that particular year. So I thought, well, the boat needs a name. Oh, Henry. 
And um, it reminded me of my daughter's photo of her family and the animals sheltering in the bathroom during a tornado on Easter Sunday that year. Uh, and then that drawing, actually, I have uh, cropped it and I have sent it to various people, uh, nieces or a daughter or whatever. My prayer for their safety but I don't even have to say all of those words. The little picture just says it all. So that's a touching well, one. Do, again, looking at the hearts, you've got the yeah. five small hearts on it and then the big heart that's the heart yeah. of God. Yes, and the Holy Spirit taught me how to draw those heart people. I call them my heart people, and they have been very active in my <laughs> life. <laughs> so... Um, what what are you mentioned to me mindful art studio and said that there were two aspects of your practice that that resource influenced what were those two practices well uh slow drawing so it's slow meditative drawing and uh then breathe to breathe while you're drawing and um you know that practice with this uh person, Amy Miracle, um, it's really enriched my drawing skills tremendously. Right. Um, let's go to Strengthener of My Heart. This one is from June 2020. So this is right in the midst, right at the height of COVID and yes. fear and all of that that was going on. Yes. So I think it'd be nice if you just read what you have written here and people can also look, of course, at the drawing. Okay, okay. Here's what I've learned through it all. Don't give up. Don't be impatient. Be entwined as one with the Lord. Be brave and courageous and never lose hope. Yes, keep on waiting for he will never disappoint you. And that's done actually with pencil, colored pencil. And I just saw myself entwined with him kind of into the bark of him even mm -hmm. and that one branch just coming around and embracing me so and like a big uh heart-shaped knot in the wood um that, and that's just very powerful even for me to look at <laughs> so um how did the pandemic affect you spiritually uh always increasing faith and trust, and uh, a lot of, uh, I'm sorry, but thankful to say a lot of joy, mm -hmm. because there was time to do a lot of drawing and observing and seeing nature, and a lot of classes, online classes that I would not have been able to go in person to a class held in Germany or New York City or Mexico or New Mexico, you know, uh, it just opened up a whole world for me. So I was thankful. I made the most of it. And, um, you know, all the while holding sorrow for those who were not uh, having radiant joy at that time. Yes, I understand. Um, the next one to look at is called The Upholder of My Life. And I think... I'm wondering if this doesn't kind of summarize what was happening during that spiritual blessing time of the pandemic. 
Exactly. Just that holding, being held by God, close, uh, entwined. The pr prior one, that word entwined was important. And here you can see the entwining. And, you know. And it says... The Lord has become my divine helper. He leans into my heart and lays his hands upon me. And Beautiful. I said, yes. My response was the drawing and the word yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, do, do you do a meditative drawing every day? Most days, not every day. I'll miss a day. Uh, but many times the Lord uses the, uh, the events or the sightings then finally, when I can get back to my journal, it all comes together over the last few days. And it mm -hmm. wouldn't have if I had just made myself sit down and do it. So the, the nature journaling is also influencing the meditative journey. Yes, right? yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're going to go to another um, COVID era um, page. The one whose word gives me life. Yes. And I did the meditation first. And then he gave me the drawing. As you can see, you know, I mean, I drew it on top of my writing. I did some painting mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. I love this drawing and this, how, how you've represented life. Yes. Life. I'm and that acorn, the roots and the stem come out of the same place on the acorn. And the acorn is a little seed and it holds everything that tree needs to start life. Would you like to read this one too? Yes. Uh, the verse, in all of my affliction, I find great comfort in your promises for they have kept me alive. When I worry, forget, don't understand, experience afflictions. All I have to do is flip through the pages of this book or of my adoration journals and find grounding, assurance, peace. The drawings and my written responses are evidence of your living presence in my life. So exciting, so true, so alive. So I love that the writing here is really about the whole process of what we're talking about. Yes, exactly. And, you know, these pages, they just draw me. If I think, oh, I'm too busy or I've got distractions. Oh, but if I could sit and just get a little nugget for the day from the Lord, you know, how, how, how can I resist? Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, well, we're coming to the end. We're going to close with one more at the end. And it's one of the ones that you told me was, where you really got into the breathing and slow drawing. So we're going to do that one in a sort of meditative way. But before we do that, um, is there anything else that you'd like to add about art, scripture, nature, God, love, <laughs> all the hearts, or the material suggestions that you might have for people who would like to give this a try? Well, um, you can tell the joy that it gives me to do this journaling as the, the nature journaling, as well as this meditative journaling. And they're all really one and the same. Uh, if you would like to try it, I challenge you to try it. And every chance you get, give it a try. And you may be surprised at the end of a year, what you've achieved. 
and uh, just start with the materials at hand, some printer paper and a pencil. And if you like it, you may see uh, an avenue that you're going in as far as materials that you'd like to use. You can tell that I really enjoy watercolor and I have just a really simple method and a simple kit. Um, with this uh, mindful art that I was telling you about, uh, sometimes just pen and pen, pen and ink. And that's just a beautiful way to do it. But can you doodle? Anybody can doodle. Can you put a touch of color on a page? Surely you could. So, um, you know, this, this next page that's coming up, that's the result of, oh, what, 12 years of really working to improve my skills. So, um, and just be happy and thankful with what you can do. Thank you, Margaret. I, I'm so grateful that you would share this with us. God bless you and um, God bless everybody watching. And now I'd like to put up this um, God Who Fights For Me. This is just from this week, uh, this drawing. And it's, um, it's beautiful. And I'd love to have you read it for us slowly so that we can let it sink in and sink in that we do have a God who fights for us. And, and notice also that even this one has a heart on the page. It's not, it's not part of the colorful drawing, but it's there because it really is all about love, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is. God who fights for me. Now I know, Lord, that you are for me, and I will never fear what man can do to me. You encircle me, surround me, wrap around me with your presence, steadfast love. This encircle pattern illustrates your wraparound presence. Thank you. Your steadfast love endures forever. Psalm 125 and Psalm 139 are good. Well, thank you so yeah. much. Um, any of you who are watching this, um, who would like to know more about Margaret's resources, make sure to stay tuned at the end for the show notes, which will give you uh, websites and links and uh, the sources that she has mentioned. We hope that all of this is inspiring you and exciting you to draw near to God and to rejoice in his drawing near to you. Thank you so much, Margaret. Thank you. It was a joy.